Confessions of a Bosset, the podcast by me, Salaf Sarah, episode number one, confession number one, healing and self-care. I want to start off with a quote that I had discovered a few months ago, maybe about a year ago from a very, very good writer, and she talks about a lot of spiritual things and healing things. Her name is Najwa Zabian, and you can find her on Instagram. She has a couple books that she's written, and this episode obviously is about healing and self-care, and her quote is, those mountains you are carrying you were only supposed to climb. And so to me, that means the challenges that you've been given, instead of carrying the weight of them, you were supposed to climb them and learn from them and become better people from them instead of holding on to the weight. I've had a really long day, so excuse my raspy voice. It's not very podcast um (laughs) energetic yet I'm you know still getting used to it so hopefully it doesn't annoy you Uh, but I'm also going to have a dedication for every single podcast so I'm going to start off with a quote always and also who I dedicate the podcast to and this one this confession number one which is healing and self-care is dedicated to those who got caught in life's troubles and did everything right lived life the right way, and still went through the rain and wondered why. So one of the biggest things that has happened in my life in the last four years is finding out that a close internal family member of mine was sick. And it started out very dramatic because from the moment we found out it was pretty much you know given to us that this person was not going to survive and it was in its you know it was late stage cancer and it was my whole world came crashing down it felt like I lived in a bubble for so many years, like I was on a cloud, and all the trials and tribulations and things that I wrote in my first book had nothing close to the pain that I had begun to feel. And I realized, and I knew so many people that had gone through something like this, and I never realized the heaviness of it. You know, because you always feel bad and your heart always hurts for people. But you never, you're not in it, so you don't know. And so thus became the journey of pain. And, um, you know, eight months later, we lost him. And I remember being so strong at the moment. And I don't know where that strength came from. Because if you would have told me five years ago, that I didn't totally break down and, 
just disintegrate myself that I wouldn't believe it. So, you know, when it happened, I had a lot of patience and a lot of understanding. And, um, you know, it, it, it was just, I felt like I had to carry the weight for those around me, for my parents, you know, for siblings, for everybody. And that was my job and I accepted it. Um, and then a week later, you know, things started to deteriorate with one of my parents. And, you know, that started and, you know, didn't stop for almost a couple years. So, you know, besides losing a sibling, you know, I ended up having to deal with a lot of emotional things that came with having older parents. And that just ended up, you know, I, and I was strong the whole time, you know, and it was like, okay, it was coming at me every situation that I was coming. It was we were rolling with the punches. Let me handle it. Let me handle it. Let me handle it. You know, um, it ended up where I had to control all things every single day. There was a situation to be controlled. And, you know, my home life didn't stop. I still had a husband and children and a career. And if you guys know anything about me, I'm all about my career and all about, you know, being the best at what I do. And what I do, I am an outside salesperson and in sales, it's my passion. It's what I love. Um, I believe that, you know, I was made for it. And, you know, it is my getaway from all of my stress. And so having to juggle everything ended up being my thing, you know, and fast forward to when everything started calming down, you know, you, you kind of don't believe that things are going to stop being so intense because it's been that way for so many years. You know, it was like three and a half years of complete chaos. And, and, and like I said, rolling with the punches, there was a lot of things that I neglected my, myself being first, because to me, I swear it was like, okay, this person's good. This person's good. This person's good. Okay. Today's a good day. And that's how my emotions were controlled. If something happened in my family or somebody was sick or somebody was going through a trial or tribulation, it would be the end of it for me for the day. And I would emotionally plummet. And so when things started to calm down, I realized how much of me was gone. And that takes a toll. You know, when when things become silent, you really start wondering, you know, when's the next ball going to drop? When is it going to be the next problem that's going to come? And it becomes so draining for someone. And if those of you have gone through something like this, you get it. You know, getting yourself out of a funk, um, getting yourself out of a stressful situation, uh, multiple stressful situations, sometimes on a daily basis, 
really takes away from you. I mean, my hair till today, because I'm still going through it, is white. Like when things, (laughs) when my hair grows out and my hair grows out really quickly, the white is like, you're talking to a 50 year old. It's crazy. Um, the, your body will carry and give you signs of when you need to start taking care of it. And your soul will give you signs and, you know, helping, it helps to talk through it and it helps to make lists for self-care and, you know, there's so much to juggle, but, you know, this whole thing is, I, I don't know the answer to everything. But I do know that I've gone through a lot and that it's taken me the last year since everything has calmed down. It's going to be exactly a year. It's taken me all of my might to fight for my happiness. And that for me was unknown. I I never was the type of person to say, you know, me, 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 I need to be happy. It needs to be this way for me. And I started being that way. And, you know, some of the people around you don't get that. And some of the people around you will fight it because you're just so attentive and giving that when you start to resist, you know, but that's for another podcast This one is more about my healing and what I made of it. The biggest thing I learned is to not take anybody for granted. And I remember when I lived in the same city as all of my family because we moved an hour away. Um, But when I lived in the same city and worked in the same city, I would drive past my brother's job. And I knew he was in there. And I would say, okay, I can't make it tomorrow. I have to to go to this appointment. Or, oh, I got to go, you know, I got to get home early and finish this paperwork or whatever. And I would drive past it and drive past it. You know, days became months. Months became a year. It's not that I didn't see him. It's that I never got to go have that one-on-one time for him with him. And he would always tell me, like, hey, why don't you come by? Let's go grab a coffee or whatever. And I'd say, like, I know, I'm so sorry. I just am so busy with work. And the sad part is, it, it, you know, the work didn't matter. Look, it passed. I could have done it later. I could have taken 20 more minutes. And, you know, obviously, I'm emotional talking about it. But I have learned to be totally different. I took the lesson, I learned it, and I'm never going to repeat it again. If I need to go visit somebody, I'm going to go. And it's even if it's five minutes, even if it's a hug, even if it's a kiss, even if it's just to say I love you, even if it's a phone call, you know, like, hey, I passed by your place, I'm sorry I didn't stop by, you know, something, anything to make my heart feel fulfilled. So one of the biggest lessons I've learned and that has helped me from my healing is if you don't learn the lesson the first time, it's going to happen over and over and over again until you learn it in different ways and forms and maybe not as intense, but you're going to have 
some major regrets because people pray to God and ask God for signs and he he shows you the signs and he shows you how to heal and we just don't listen and that's one of my biggest takeaways and that's one of my biggest ways of healing is to change myself and even the little things because we don't like to say to ourselves oh you shouldn't have done that you know the ego gets in the way a lot Um, but to be vulnerable enough to tell yourself hey I messed up because of this 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 and this and this is how I'm going to make it right for the rest of my life things that we weren't taught per se you know, that's that's something that I would say goes back generation to generation to generation. We have nobody to blame because those people really don't exist anymore. It's up to us to learn the lessons, to study, to read books, to have talks of love with those around you. You know, um, you know, some people have and I this obviously does not pertain to my relationship with my sibling because he was my world and he was my protector and he was my hero and we had such a phenomenal relationship. So, but I see a lot of, you know, people around me that have family members or have friends and there's so much pain involved in it because people don't know how to communicate and people don't know how to be vulnerable. And I talk about this all the time now because that's one of the biggest lessons I have also learned is if we don't learn how to communicate, to let go of our egos and be vulnerable, then it's going to be a really long life full of pain. So anyone who's listening out there, if there's somebody out there who you don't understand, who has given you pain and who you love still, but you just haven't gone around to having that conversation with them about the love and about the pain and about how much you want to fix things because life is a journey. People don't stay the same person. Good people can become bad. Bad people can become good. And, and it's all about communication. And we don't know what battles people are facing on their own. People have deep, dark secrets that they cannot share with you. I don't care if you think you're their best friend in the world. People don't know people's deepest, darkest secrets and struggles. And so having a vulnerable conversation with someone is going to make everyone's lives better, young or old. And just stopping them and say, saying, hey... I love you. I miss you. Here was here's the situation we had. Here is my part of it. Can I fully understand why this happened with us from your perspective? Perspective is everything. And that's a part of self-care. Forgiveness is a part of self-care. You can take the baths, you can take you know, the, you could go get massages, you can get your nails done, you could go buy the most expensive things in life. But at the end of the day, self-care is protecting your heart and your spirituality. The biggest thing for me is my relationship with God. And the biggest thing, and I keep saying the biggest thing I learned because I've learned so much and that's why I have so much to say. But realizing how merciful God is and how much love God has for you. I don't care who you are. And I, 
I'm telling you, this might be one extreme, but this is my belief. And I think that it's a beautiful belief because it doesn't matter who you are and what you've done. You could be a murderer and you are not knowing if the love of God will forgive you. If God can forgive, we can learn to be a little bit more merciful. And I hope what I'm saying is getting through to whoever's listening. Because if you put yourself in someone's shoes, and I had a conversation with somebody about a family member who's de- who deceived them and a couple family members. And I said, listen, you don't know what this person has gone through in their life. And they're not going to explain it to you because you're younger. But what you need to understand is, especially in the culture that we're in, the Afghan culture, communication is kind of brushed under the rug. And that's out of respect. And it could be a beautiful thing. But in this days and day, day and age, it doesn't work anymore. In the social media age, in the age of like, Things are coming more easily to people. Um, good things are coming coming easily. But, you know, more often than so, bad things are coming. And if we don't learn to water the grass on our side, we're going to always think the other side is green. So really paying attention to why people do the things that they do and never talking big because one day that might be you and you'll look back and say, hey, I judged this person or I held this resentment on this person for so many years, but I never looked at their full life and I never got that full explanation from them. And sometimes the hardest thing in the world is to accept an apology or or forgive somebody who has not apologized. But that time one day will come where you can have that vulnerable conversation. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It might be in a few months. It might be in a few years. But guess what? If you don't make the effort, depending on how much you love somebody, that time may never come. And your heart will be burdened. And you're going to have to do five times the amount of work for that type of forgiveness if somebody's not around. So, you know, trials obviously make you who you are. It made me who I am today. And this is why I am sharing this. Because I did not have anybody to go to. I really did not have anybody that was in the same place as me. Or if they were, and if they ever had been, they kept their voice quiet because that was their coping mechanism. But I feel like I have a voice. And right now, our community is going through some pain because one of my mentors and one of my, you know, most loved, you know, religious um, and I don't know how to label him, but, you know, he was, you know, huge for the Muslim community and he is huge. His name is Osama Cannon and he's battling ALS. And, you know, he, one day he pulled me aside years ago, I want to say nine years ago. And he said to me, Sadaf, you're special. You have a voice and I hope that you use that voice and you use that for good to change the world. 
And at the time, I think I was like 21. It's like 12 years ago, I think. And I didn't understand. I got it. I thought, you know, something else. I I didn't really think too much of it. Now, years later, it it hit me. And I said, yes, I I do have people I've kept in touch with all these years through social media and people that, you know, write to me and say, hey, thank you for sharing this or thank you. for Even if it's one or two people, I'm not saying there's hundreds of people reaching out to me, but there are those people. And I go back to his, you know, his saying to me is use it for good. And so I'm hoping that this first podcast, I found my speaker and I haven't been able to plug it in. Um, I'm having a bit of a technical situation. I'm using my phone as of now. So hopefully you guys can hear me clearly. But, you know, in times of crisis, who you are comes out and who I am. I'm strong and I care for others so intensely. And it it really came out. It's a gift of mine to be loving. And I really want to share with you how I've overcome negativity and um, negative environments and negative people because, you know, society in quotes these days are like, oh, I'm not going to be around negative people. And unfortunately, sometimes those people, you're attached to them, you're stuck to them, their family, their friends, people that have been with you lifelong, and you can't avoid them. And learning how to deal with them through love. And I, you know, definitely might be my next podcast. I think that's something huge, but I'm looking forward to having some, some very talented people that I know who are experts in different ways. I mean, everything from holistic healing to, you know, dealing with organization and, you know, how to make the most out of your time and having an organized household. I mean, a lot of the times where I was looking for advice, I kept looking all over YouTube and trying to find somebody who was a working mom who could inspire me to keep going. And I literally found nobody who was doing what I did. And so hopefully the podcast that I bring you will help you through your career or, you know, goals that you want to achieve. And that's going to all be later. But, um, you know, I definitely want to have a question and answer. I'm going to get my email out so that at the end of every podcast, I can give my views on certain questions that people have. Like I said, I'm not an expert, but I'm going to give you a lot of my perspective. I grew up with a lot of older siblings um, and my parents and everybody. I've, I've been through a lot in my 33 years. So um, I appreciate you guys' time. If you've listened all the way through, give me your feedback. I mean, DM me. I really want to hear what you guys are thinking. Um, and if I have made any significance to your day or your thoughts or any other relationships you've been struggling with, I hope this has really helped. Um, and, and this episode was about healing and self-care, not primarily self-care and the things you do. It was more of like, if you care, self-care your, for your heart, more, more spiritual for your mind. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. And I hope to bring more advanced podcasts in the future. Thank you for bearing with me. I appreciate you guys. And I hope you have a beautiful day. It's actually almost 10 p.m. right now. And on October 16th. And um, yeah, 
I'm very excited to be on this journey with you. I appreciate you. God bless.